You're listening to Fit Girl, your guide to getting in shape, the podcast dedicated to helping you separate fact from fiction in fitness. Stop struggling and learn what really works to get the body you want and keep it. For more details about this podcast and other episodes, visit fitgirlpodcast.com. This is podcast episode number 265. In this episode, when failure is your best option and how this applies to training, nutrition, and mindset. So in this episode, we're talking about failure and how it can be your best option. And I'm going to let you know about some of my recent failures. Uh, that would be on the live stream workouts. And you can catch those on YouTube channel, which is Get Fit TV. Just search that. And I've been testing a bunch of different settings for the live stream workouts. And some of them turned out really well. Some of them not so great. But either way, the workouts are pretty good. Um, actually, they're pretty solid, I should say, as far as exercise goes. You know, you'll get a great workout. Now, whether I executed them correctly or not, well, that's a whole nother matter. Um, I tried doing some at the beach just for a change of scenery. And, well, that doesn't always quite go so well. Um, and you'll see that in the video. So, you know, make sure you go check them out. Give me some of your feedback. Um, I'm always too much of the perfectionist and I don't like doing things and letting them out there when they're not perfect. But that was my goal this summer to leave my comfort zone and go ahead and post things even if they weren't perfect. And you'll see there was plenty of those live stream workouts that I tested um, that weren't perfect. Um, so don't worry if you didn't know about them. I didn't really publish in that much just because, again, I was kind of feeling everything out. However, I do want to keep doing some live stream workouts, probably here at the gym and then maybe back at the beach too, but I need to know from you what type you want. So if you go to the Fit Girl Guide uh, website, fitgirlguidepodcast.com, there's a poll on there and you can vote for which type of workouts you want to see in a live stream if you even want to do live workouts. I mean, you might be okay with recorded ones and that's usually the best way for me because then there's no chance of screwing up. Well, some chance of screwing up, but not as majorly as I did in some of the ones that are there on YouTube. So go to the site, Click on the poll and let's fill this out. See if, we, if this is something we want to do on a regular basis. I don't know if it makes it easier for people to stick to a program if there's a set day and time or if on demand works better as long as it's something new each day, week or scheduled time. Um, I was thinking more like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday kind of thing. But obviously there's ultimate different ways of um, making a program. So speaking of programs, that's the other thing that's kept me from podcasting lately. I've been actually working with a lot of people on doing their own home programs. So there's a lot of people that don't really want to go back to the gym after the whole COVID thing. Maybe they don't have time to, but they have a few things at home and they're just not ex exactly sure how to incorporate that into a full-on program. So I've been working with people on that. It's been a lot of fun because, like I said, everybody has different equipment at home and some people have stuff that they don't even realize they can use as a piece of equipment. So doing those Zoom calls and helping them work through what they can use, what's not so good, how to make a program out of that, how to keep it fun, how to keep it different, um, and how to stay motivated, of course. So that's been just really a blast. Um, time consuming, but it's been wonderful getting to know um, some of the listeners and really just getting that feedback and helping people. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. So if you're interested in that type of program too, just go to fitnessmakeover.com and click on the programs. There's also, of course, the link on the Fit Girl Guide podcast 
to those uh, under the Work With Me and Programs tab. So let's see. The other thing that's keeping me busy is uh, the apparel store. So again, links on all the websites to that. All you got to do is find one of my websites and everything links together. And um, there's a new one. It's so simple and yet everybody loves it. There's a new design. It's a bunny with a cute little head, uh, what are they called? Headband? No. Head, <laughs> I can't even think of what it's called. Anyways, you have to go see it. And the bunny is, looks like it's about to do squats or lunges with a barbell. Uh, just simple, but everybody seems to really, really love it. So check it out. Let me know what you think. Uh, there's a whole bunch of different designs and uh, the homepage of the apparel store, you can actually see all the designs. And then of course they can be put on different items because it is a print on demand type program. So that's another exciting thing to go look at, especially now as we're getting closer to Christmas, believe it or not, there is some leeway on these things. So uh, you probably want to order at least two weeks in advance just to be on the safe side. A lot of things with the print-on-demand company seem to be back into that normal swing because there was a lot of slow times during COVID because of shipping and all that other stuff. But anyways, uh, check those out. It's always a lot of fun to see uh, the different designs and to see the comments and you guys to give me that feedback as usual. So I will remind you at the end of this podcast of all those things you need to do, like the poll and the live stream workouts to look at them and whatever. Anyways, let's get on into this episode. We're going to start with training and what failure means with training. So have you ever really thought about when people say, well, you have to train to failure and what it really means? Well, does it mean that you can't move your whole body anymore and you've completely failed as a human being? Does it mean that you can't lift your arm anymore? Does it mean you can't do another good rep? Or taking it one step further, does it mean that you can't do another good rep using the right muscle to execute the right form? And of course, you know the last one was the right answer. You want to be able to use the correct muscle, the one that you're targeting, to do the repetition in order for it to be a good one, a good repetition. And if you can't use the right muscle, then you're done. You're fatigued. Now, that doesn't mean that your whole body just collapses on the floor. It just means you can't activate that muscle anymore. That muscle is done. And the easiest example of this is when people are training back. When you're using your back, obviously you're pulling from the shoulder blades. The arms are things that kind of guide the weights back. And too often I see people just yanking with the arms all in the shoulders and biceps. And hey, maybe it gets your biceps a little bit bigger, but you know what? You're missing the training in the back and the back is so important for training. It's important to keep it strong for your posture, for your strength, for your core strength, for your shoulders, health of your shoulders and keeping them in the right spot. And most importantly, for your metabolism. If you're trying to lose weight, then that's so key is the back training that you do. So making sure that you're actually using that muscle instead of the smaller ones of the, the biceps and shoulders is going to make a big difference in your body. So when you're training, focus on that. Are you still pulling with the shoulder blades? Or are you even, did you even start with that? I mean, that's the first thing is go back and really focus on doing things the right way. So when you're working on your back, if you do your last rep and you feel your back and then the next one, yeah, you really couldn't pull from the shoulder blades. You're using your arms. What I usually suggest is do one more and see, because sometimes you just lose focus and you 
forget to squeeze your shoulder blades or pull from your shoulder blades. And if that's the case, then yeah, you probably have one or two more repetitions in you. But you also know that if you pull and, and you're focusing and you really didn't feel the back work enough, if you try one more with a little extra focus and you still don't feel the back, you're done. So it's very deceiving because you can appear like, well, you look like you could do more and maybe you even feel like you could do more. But if you're not using the right muscle to activate the movement, then you're done. There's no point in doing repetitions that are sloppy or bad or really a contortion of form, which I'm sure you've seen people do in the gym. And again, just because people do these things doesn't make it right. And just because they look good while doing it still doesn't make it right. Now, if you need some help on actually doing certain exercises or trying to understand what the right muscle to be targeting with certain exercises, then go to QuickFitClub, quickfitclub.com, and there's a section called PT training or personal training sessions. And in those sessions, I show you how to do things the right way. And I tell you what muscles you should be feeling and targeting. And this is really true, again, in of back training, but also of leg training. There's so many times that everyone gets everything into the quadriceps rather than using the entire leg, which means hamstrings, glutes. And a lot of that has to do with posture. Um, some of the people that I was working with through the Zoom programs were using way too much of their quads, and they weren't really getting enough effect out of an exercise. So by watching them, and for me it's easy to see when the form isn't right, but for them, you know, they kind of looked like they were doing it right, but I could pinpoint it, and shifting their weight to, so that the glutes were really being isolated, it made all the difference in the world on how they felt it, and well, how they felt it the next day too, but how their body started to change, both from both from the metabolism boost and from just the actual muscle being trained correctly because it hadn't been trained pretty much at all since their shift was onto the quadriceps rather than using the entire leg. So this is where uh, some little one-on-one -on -one training, even the, even if it's over the computer or FaceTime or whatever, uh, makes a big difference when you're working with a trainer that has experience and knows how to pinpoint these issues. Um, because there's a lot of times I see it, people look like they're doing it right, but they're not feeling it right. And then when you kind of analyze their form a little more, you realize, oh, this is what you're doing wrong, or your weight's here. It's kind of like, I wish I could get into your body, do the exercise in your body for you so that you could feel everything, and then get out and let you do it on your own. But uh, obviously we can't do that, so we have to do it by visual and talking about it and trying to get out the right information so that you can kind of make it click and use the right muscles. Because I think we said this before, if you don't use the right muscles, you can definitely be more susceptible to having an injury. Um, you can have a re repetitive injury, like some people will do squats wrong all the time and then they wonder why their knee hurts or their low back hurts or whatever and there's a lot of different issues there as well. Um, there is no no issue where people say oh, well I have bad this or I can't do that and a lot of it is because they're not doing it right or they hadn't done it right or they don't have the right range of motion and they've gotten so limited in the range of motion that the muscles are too tight and it won't allow them to do that range of motion. So then you have to kind of backpedal and go to stretching and focus on a stretching program to get that muscle to have the range of motion it's supposed to.
And it's very rare that I actually find people that truly have an issue where they can't move a certain way. Um, obviously, there's different things where people have a knee replacement, hip replacement, uh, I don't know, I can't even think of what else, but um, issues where, yes, it could apply. But even those with the replacements still can have a full range of motion and still can work through certain ranges of motion that they didn't think they could before if they have the muscles stretched and pliable in the right way. And again, that all comes from doing things, well, with the right form. And that's one of the biggest things I see in the gym is people doing the wrong form and then saying, well, I have to do it that way because of my shoulders or because of my back or because of my knees. And I just want to say, you know what, it's because you're doing it that way that you have an issue with your shoulders or your knees or your back. If you back off on the weight, go lighter, work through the full range of motion, yeah, you're not going to be able to do as much weight but your body is going to work so much better and you're going to be happier with the results. I mean, there's no sense in pounding yourself into the ground just to make things hurt in a bad way. You know, we want to feel everything and get that, I don't want to say hurt, but that could hurt. You know that feeling when you get a little bit sore or whatever, uh, just knowing that you did something different. Because remember, the whole concept of health and fitness is to be healthy and to be fit, not to go super heavy and end up injuring yourself or limiting the way your body works. So with the proper fitness program, you actually should be able to have your body work properly. Now, I know that sounds great, but it doesn't always apply. Like I know for myself, everything's working great and I do something stupid um, or I overdo something uh, and then something gets tight and two steps backwards, but then you know, okay, well, got to stretch it. This has happened before, can get it back to where it should be. And as we get older, the one thing we need to do more of is stretching. Now, I got to tell you, I'm not the biggest fan of stretching because I've always been tight, you know, my whole life. So it's not really that pleasurable. So I, that's why I like working out more. But I do recognize and see the value in it, especially getting older, to keep everything working without pain and without tightening. And it's definitely something we have to do almost every day, if not every single day. And we do want to pay as much attention to it as we can. Now, one of the things you can do to stretch without stretching, if that makes sense, is to focus on your range of motion for each exercise. Um, usually I'll do one or two sets of, say, medium weight to stretch out those muscles. So I move kind of slowly in the full range of motions and just kind of over accentuate the stretching part. It just makes it a little bit easier for me to, to stretch and feel better before I even start the workout. So that's always another way to do it, but it doesn't necessarily replace regular stretching for certain body parts that obviously need it. Uh, chest, shoulders, glutes, a lot of times we just have to target them with the stretching because we don't use them that much day to day in the proper way and there's a big difference between overuse in the not proper way like what we do to our shoulders. So when it comes to training to failure make sure you're using the right muscle and that the right muscle is the one that's actually failing and recognize when it is that right muscle 
failing rather than trying to eke out a couple of extra reps because it's just not worth it. I mean, anybody can throw a weight from point A to point B. That's not the goal of training. The goal of training is to use the right muscles to control the weight in both directions as you lift and as you lower. So hopefully this puts a new perspective on your thought about training to failure and a new perspective on targeting the muscle that you're supposed to be using. All right, moving on to nutrition. And I'm going to warn you because I don't know if you could hear it or not. To me, there's what I call the cranky bird. And this cranky bird is outside and it kind of goes squawk, squawk in not a very pretty way. And it does it at weird times during the day and even at night. So anyways, if you hear that in the background, it's just the crazy bird outside. Oh, and for those of you that have asked about um, my doggie, she's doing actually really well. We had a bad episode last year. Um, she is now 18 years old. Uh, she is on Instagram. She's been on that for years. Um, she has a, an original family that is in an, another state, so they keep tabs on her that way. And her Instagram is at bellyrubgirl if you want to see what she's up to. Anyways, back to our topic, nutrition and failure. So when it comes to nutrition, we've all had our epic fails as far as dieting goes or trying to lose weight and dealing with food. But the thing we want to look at here is not about weight loss. It's about how to use food. And when it comes to nutrition, does food fail you or do you fail to use the power of food? Food is a very powerful thing. It can give you energy. It can make you feel good. Lack of it can make you really cranky or angry. Um, lack of it can make you pass out or fall asleep. It can help you lose weight. It can uh, spur your metabolism. Uh, there's so many things that it can do. And I don't think we always take that into per perspective. We just kind of look at either eating less to lose weight or you know, trying to find the right perfect food. And there's no such thing. It's just using it all together. So we know that nutrition and food can be very powerful in what it does to our bodies and our minds. Some foods are what we call trigger foods. And they are ones that can kind of set you either to a time or a place or to a mindset that is not going to be good for your health physically or mentally. And when you find out what these trigger foods are, you need to pretty much accept it and realize that you're not going to want to eat those or you're going to want to stay away from them. So yes, there are things such as the trigger foods for a lot of people. It is straight sugar things. But you can recognize even if it's not a trigger food, if it's a food that you tend to overeat or you mindlessly eat or whatever. And you either have to make it a goal to control yourself around that, only have X amount, then just don't buy it or only buy it on certain occasions. Now, the biggest way I see food fail people is actually people failing with the food, failing to write it down and really have an understanding of what they're taking in. And this goes for both weight loss and for those trying to gain muscle. Now, I've been on both sides of it and I can tell you, I know you're not going to believe it, but Losing weight is a lot easier than gaining quality muscle. Yes, anybody can gain fat, but that's not the goal. The goal is quality muscle. So you need to know what's going inside your body because if it was as simple as calories in, calories out, then it wouldn't matter. 
wouldn't matter what you eat. You have less calories, you lose weight. But you know what? It's not that simple. If it was, nobody would have a problem. That's why it drives me nuts when I hear these people talking about that calorie in, calorie out. It's like, no, there's so much more to it. All right, there is the quality of the food, the fiber, the proteins, carbs, your different nutrients, uh, the timing, your metabolism, way the foods work together when they're digested. So it goes on and on. But the big thing is that in order to really know how you're using food, if you're not, and this of course, if you're not getting the results you want, then obviously you're not using food the right way, is to write it down. Write down what you eat, when you eat it, feelings if you want to write down how you felt, and then take it for a week and then analyze it or get a trainer to help you analyze it. This is what I do with all my clients that want to lose weight. They start out by keeping the log for at least four to five days. I mean, I prefer a whole week, and then we can sit down and we can look. The thing that drives me nuts is when people try to tell me what they ate. Well, this is what I eat. This is what I ate today. This is what I ate yesterday. It's like, no, it's not about that. You can't remember every single bite you put in your mouth. You need to look at it over time to see what the real issues are. And trying to justify that a food is healthy and you're not losing weight, well, then something's not right. Okay, you can't eat perfectly healthy and not be in the shape you want. It just doesn't work that way. All right, you can be in the shape you want and eat a couple of bad things now and then. That's weight maintenance. But everyone can lose weight. It's just that you're not looking at the big picture. And too often, people have restricted themselves so much that their metabolism slows down and then just rebounds quickly. And they do that with those extreme diets or anything that goes very, very low in calories. But when it comes to true fat loss, your balanced nutrition, your nutrients works. And one of the things that it does when you're eating properly in the right ratios is it eliminates your cravings because you're getting the right nutrients. Most of the time when you have cravings, it's because your body's missing something, some key vitamin, mineral, uh, something for energy, whatever the case may be, it's missing something and it's driving you to eat whatever you can or whatever you can find in, an, in a sense to resolve that. But you know what? Your body doesn't know, oh, hey, I'm low on vitamin B. Let's go get some of this. Well, it doesn't know that. It's just like, I need something. Gimme, gimme, gimme. And it's up to you to figure it out in the right way so that you're not destroying your body or making things worse, but that you're fixing it and giving your body what it needs so it's not yelling at you to give it something or anything that you probably don't want it to have. Now, I know this for fact because, you know, I've been through enough contest preparations, some good, some bad. Actually, they all got kind of better as I went on through life because you learn more. And the last time I was at my lowest body fat, didn't have any cravings or anything because the nutrition was nailed. And I started far enough in advance. I was having carbs before bed. I was doing all the things that everybody says you can't do and get lean because I had the right ratios of everything. So I didn't have any cravings. I wasn't the bitchy, cranky person that I used to be when I was doing competitions and dieting. It was actually... A ple I don't want to say pleasurable experience because I didn't have chocolate or wine, but, you know, it was not a bad experience. 
And when you pull all these things together and realize how much food does for you in a good way, then it should work easily. There's no need to make it harder than it is. Does it take some preparation? Yes. Does it take some thinking? Yes. Does it take maybe a week to write down what you eat and have it analyzed so that you actually know what you're doing wrong? Yeah. I mean, how much is one week to write everything down? It's out of your whole life to figure out how to do something correctly. It's just not that big a deal. And I don't know why a lot of people just won't do it. I mean, I can't tell you how many people have said, I want to lose weight. And I tell them, write it down and then we'll, we'll talk about it and fix it. And they never do it. And they never change. And they wonder why. Well, I'm eating healthy. Well, no, you're not. You're not eating the right way for your body. So even if you do it just once, keep a log in anything, paper, or whatever, a book, um, write it down and take a look later at the end of the week and you'll see patterns. You'll see patterns where you're missing meals, where you're having more carbs or you're not having enough protein. Um, yeah, you've got to add up those nutrients to find out, all right, is my actual diet, meaning the things that you eat every day, is it mostly carbs? Is it mostly protein? Is it mostly fats? Am I getting the right ratios? Because if you're not getting the right ratios of nutrients, then your body's going to be craving something. And there you go. That's going to set you off. And here we go right back into that whole diet cycle again, where you say, I can't lose weight, which you're just not applying everything. And then you gain weight because you restrict yourself too much. Your metabolism slows down. And we just keep going around in a circle in a circle until you just take that leap of faith and know that, you know what, it may not show up on the scale right away, and your body may not really like what you're doing in the beginning, but once everything gets regulated, you're going to feel great, your body's going to drop the weight that it doesn't need, because excess fat is just that, it's weight your body doesn't need, and there you go. And you'll kind of bang your head against the wall saying, why didn't I do this sooner? So if you want to say that diets don't work, then that's true because it's a lifetime of healthy eating. That doesn't mean that you have to be perfect all the time. It just means that you need to be eating the right foods to give your body the energy it needs to do what you command of it. So food and exercise are not going to really fail you. You'll fail to use them correctly by not paying attention, not doing your research, and not really tracking what you're doing. If you go back to some of the early podcasts, or even just any ones from the years before, there's uh, different ones where I tell you actually how to break it down, how to interpret what you're eating, the whole shebang. So if you write it out and you're actually looking at it and saying, I have no idea how to interpret this, listen to some of the older podcasts, and it'll make more sense. But like anything else, you're not going to know until you actually do it. The other thing is, if you need help interpreting it, find a trainer. Um, you can also contact me. Sometimes it's just a matter of doing a little bit of research on your own. But either way, it's going to give you the knowledge of what you're doing to your body. And you should be able to interpret at least enough to know, am I eating every five hours? Am I eating balanced protein, carbs, and some fats? Am I missing meals? I mean, that's the biggest thing. Most people either miss meals completely um, or they eat way too little. And of course, or they eat way too much. Um, but again, some of these things are easy to see. And, and that's an easy fix too. If you're not eating on a schedule, 
then that's an easy thing to fix. Hey, every five hours, I'm eating a little bit of something. And rather than eating something because you've heard it's healthy, actually look it up and do some research on it. Find out how it reacts in your body or how it's supposed to react in your body. Maybe it is very high in sugar. I mean, a lot of fruits are. We think they're healthy and they are healthy, but when they're not combined with other foods or when they're eaten at certain times, they might not be good for your body. And they might be good for somebody else's body, but not necessarily yours, because even though the, we're all kind of made the same, our bodies through the years have begun to function differently because of the things we've done, whether it's dieting or you know binge purge or whatever issues we have with foods. So that can make a difference. And some people can eat differently than others and look differently than others. But you know what? It's just about focusing on yourself and how your body works. Mindset is motivation, and mindset is the one thing that most people fail at really working on as much as they do training and nutrition. And if you don't have the right mindset, you're not going to get where you want to go. And that's why you see tons of diets out there, tons of different exercise programs, and they all work, but the problem is the mindset. If your mind isn't working with them, then you're not going to get anywhere. And in reality, if you've got the right program, you shouldn't have to really diet or overexercise. You should be able to maintain your body. And yeah, maybe sometimes you want to drop a little bit of weight here or there, and sometimes you want to enjoy some foods there. But you know, having that mindset and how you view food and exercise is what's going to make a difference. And it is truly the difference between getting in shape, and never changing. So when you think about how many people try to lose weight and how many different programs you see out there, there's very few that actually focus on the mindset first. And yeah, I have been working on that for years and years and years, and I'm definitely going to put something out there for you guys. But right now, you can listen to the podcast. They're free. I'm going to give you a ton of mindset information. And the old podcasts, even though they're many years old, they are still solid, valid information, especially when it comes to motivation. Now, failure can actually be an asset when it comes to motivation. And when you think of doing something, you might think, oh, what if I fail? Is it going to be an epic fail? Am I going to embarrass myself? Um... That, does that keep you from doing that thing to begin with? Maybe even stepping into a gym or trying a new exercise class or anything. So when you think about, am I going to fail at this? What's going to happen? Ask yourself, what's the worst that can happen? And sometimes it's not nearly as bad as you've kind of dreamed in your mind. You might not even be able to put your finger on it, but you know somehow you've worked up into your head this, oh, it's going to be an epic fail if I go to this new exercise class, or it's going to be an epic fail if I try to do this exercise and I'm going to embarrass myself or whatever. And the thing that I got to tell you is that 99.9% .9 of the time, if you're in the gym or in the park or wherever you are doing something that's exercise related or anything related, nobody's really watching. I don't know why we all think that everybody's watching us and everybody's going to watch us look like an idiot. But you know what? Nobody's really looking, looking at us or looking at you or 
really most people are just focusing on themselves. Sometimes, you know, you stare off into space and then you realize, oops, somebody was right there in my line of sight. I wasn't looking at them. But that poor person thought, oh my gosh, you're staring at me. <laughs> you know you weren't. So remember, that goes the same way the other way around. You know, people can be staring off into space and you just happen to be in that direction. It doesn't mean that they're analyzing you and judging you. So think about what's the worst that can happen. All right. You fall on your face, you laugh, you get up. And if it's going to make you feel better, definitely go watch the videos I did, especially the one um, where it looks like I'm falling over, I think, in the thumbnail, because that was just a little bit of a disaster after another. Well, so was another one where I'm on the beach and I have like purple shorts and I'm just still in my yard work kind of clothes. I mean, these are things that normally I would never do, but since the goal was to leave the comfort zone, I'm like, okay, fine. I would never film a class in the shorts and t-shirt that I was in. Okay. And on an incline at the beach. Um, and then on the other one, I would never do one when I have a big old spot on the middle of my shirt, which I did. And I think I had to rip on my pants too, whatever. It was just a complete mess um, and falling over and the whole thing. But you, you got to laugh about it, you know? And so I said I was going to do it and I did it and I'm leaving it up there. I mean, yeah, I could easily take it down, but you know what? We've got to be able to laugh at ourselves because if you can't, well, that's just being miserable, isn't it? So when you approach a new situation, think of failure, but think of failure in the sense of, okay, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Is the world going to explode? No, it's not. Am I going to do something silly and then laugh about it? Yeah. Are people going to remember it? No, nobody's going to remember except for you. And that's why you just have to let it go and laugh about it. And maybe even bring it up yourself later just to laugh about it. I know it took me a long time to get over the fact that my family and some of my close friends like to really bring out every time I've done something wrong. Maybe I did one time did it wrong, but every time after that did it perfectly. Um, I can think of something when I was cooking something the first time I like burned it and it was horrid. And then every time after that was perfect. But gosh, do they remember all those times it was perfect? No, they go back to the remember the first time when you oh my gosh, yes, I know. It was horrible. So what? You know, nobody died. World didn't end. Now I make it perfect all the time. So you know, who's the one with the issue there? It's, it's really not me because I don't really think about it. You want to keep bringing it up? You want to point out my failures to make yourself feel better? Fine go ahead. But you know what? Doesn't bother me. I look back on it and say, yeah, that was a good learning experience. And that's exactly what you need to do. And I think most of us hold back from doing some of the things that you want to, or maybe even taking a risk just because you're afraid of how other people are going to react. And that is mindset. I mean, in a nutshell, mindset is the little thoughts that you have in your brain going on all the time and how you work with them. And I, I've actually been narrowing down and making a very small five-day mini makeover that addresses some of this mindset stuff. So kind of like a jumpstart type program to kind of get you on the right track. Because I know that this is something that's not easy for people to understand because it's, it, you, it's not tangible. You know, you're, with your mindset, you can't really say, well, I put this in my mouth or I move my body this way. It's a way of thinking and you've pretty much been thinking in one way your whole life and now you need to change that thinking and that's only if you're not getting the results you want so 
if you're maintaining and you're happy with your body, then obviously you've got a good mindset. But if you're constantly telling yourself, I can't get motivated, I can't do this, you know, I keep failing, whatever, then your mindset needs a whole lot of work. And I'm not saying that it's a bad thing or that you're, you know, that you're a bad person. It's just that your mindset's not supporting you and your mindset should support you because who knows you better than you? And yes, yeah, so sometimes we feel like we've got the, the good side and the bad side and they're always fighting with each other. But in reality, it's just one of you, I think, I hope. But anyway, it's just one of you and that you needs to support yourself. I see so many people just having all this negative self-talk and it's really horrible. And you can't go fishing for compliments or whatever, especially with your subconscious mind because it doesn't buy it. It takes whatever you say as 100% true. Now, obviously, there's a lot more I can go on to this, in this topic. Um, I would love to do a live stream one day just to kind of get it out there and get your feedback as well. Now, I have two really specific examples I want to share with you. And the first one was the recent live streams that I did and the, what I call them the comfort zone workouts because it's leaving the comfort zone. So I accepted in my mind that there's going to be failures. There's going to be errors in whatever I do for these things since they are live. And I said, okay, what's the worst thing that can happen? And is that worst thing that can happen a total failure? And I realized, no, it wouldn't be a failure because of trial and error and learning what to do and what not to do. And then I thought, well, what if people make fun of me in the comments? And I also accepted that that could happen, especially because people usually don't really listen to what a person is saying or read the video description. And I've seen it happen with other people, other content makers. Um, they say who the video is intended for or if they were you know, just trying out something and people don't pay attention and they end up bashing them in the comments. But you know, don't be that person is all I have to say about that. Um, we all have things to try and some are going to fail and some will marginally, marginally succeed, like me talking just now. But, you know, we're really going to hit it out of the park from the first try. So, yeah, we do have to try it again. Now, somehow, I don't know how this came across. Maybe it was just God's will. Uh, I came across this video about a lady named Deshauna Barber. She was a Miss USA. And it was um, a little mini documentary. It's, it's not very long at all, maybe 10 minutes at the most. Um, and I'm going to put a link to this because this is one of these things that, you know what, you have to watch it. Okay. She is giving a speech during part of this uh, mini documentary and she just, I mean, is just really exquisite in how she explains how she went to try to be a Miss USA or actually somebody found her and kind of pushed her towards it. And basically uh, the title was Deshauna Barber, Miss USA Hides Humiliating Secret. Well, I don't know that it's really that humiliating, but that's really um, an amazingly strong mindset that this woman has. So, you know, if you're ever feeling frustrated or feel like giving up, you need to watch this video. Even if it's just the last 30 seconds, it's something that everyone should watch. It is that powerful. So go to Fit Girl Guide podcast. I can't even get it out myself. And anyways, I'll put the link there in the notes um, or just look up Deshauna Barber and hopefully you can find the same video that I saw. And it's just incredible. Um, 
if you don't want to hear, I'm going to let the cat out of the bag now um, about the video. She basically went to the Miss USA pageant. Somebody found her in, when she was working at Target and they said, oh, you're going to be a Miss USA. And she's like, what are you, crazy? No, no, no. Anyways, somehow this person got her to go and do it. And she went up there and she didn't win. And then she didn't win. And in the speech she's giving at a college graduate graduation, it's really funny because she's like, and I went to my fifth pageant and you know what? I didn't win. So I went to my sixth pageant and you know what? That time I didn't win. And she did like seven of them before she finally won. I mean, imagine doing seven pageants or seven of anything and losing. I mean, to get back up and try again. It's just amazing. It's an amazing story all together. So I'm going to end this podcast with a phrase that makes a really good mantra. And I think it's something you'll understand when you see that Deshauna Barber video. And that is, believe in your own ability. So write that down, say it a bunch of times, because right now I'm going to give you some reminders. And that is to check out the videos of my, I don't want to, they're not epic fails, but just, you know, laugh with me on Get Fit TV at YouTube. Uh, go to the Fit Girl Guide podcast website, take the poll so we can see if we want to do live stream classes or not. Uh, check out the apparel. You can link to that in any of those other um, websites. Let me know what you think on the designs because I think some of them are really, really cute. And I'm going to say it one more time for you. Believe in your own ability because you are strong and powerful. As always, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to giving you all the insights to help you reach all of your goals and to help you get your best body ever. If you'd like additional information on these topics and more articles on health, nutrition, and motivation, visit fitnessmakeover.com, allinoneworkout.com, or coachkira.com.